0: Hey, Dr. Mike here. So if you want to live forever-ish, you have to know what's in and what's not. Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to Live Forever-ish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gossard. All right, welcome to Live Forever-ish. And as a matter of fact, if you want to live forever-ish, this is our show where we do three ins and an out. Three things you want to do, ins, and one thing you don't, an out. Right, Dr. Crystal? That's right.
1: Live forever-ish and improving your... Health span, healthier years, more years of living. Vibrant. Yes.
0: Strong. Muscles.
1: (laughs) All of the above. Right? Cognitive health. We'll talk about that today.
0: Yeah, twice. Right? Yes. Twice. Okay, well, let's just get into this. Ins and outs. Um, Let's do the three ins first. In number one, if you want to live forever ish, is cold water swimming, specifically about women.
1: Yes. Women's health. Oh, okay. Uh, So I saw this study and it was like, yes, Dr. Mike, we have to talk about this study. Um, January 25th, hot off the press. Uh, uh, This and this is 2024. Just want to make sure we have the the branding there. There And uh, we just did a show, our live show.
0: Hot and cold therapies.
1: Hot and cold therapies. and. The day before we were uh, doing our live show, we saw this study, and uh, it's just highlighting more benefits of swimming. A survey study, so let's just be clear that uh, that this is really looking at the perception that women that's fine. have yeah, I get that. when they are swimming in cold water. So- it, but
0: that's key here. We're not—we're talking about cold water. We're not talking about a heated pool. No. We're talking about what temperatures are we? What, what Do we have that? What temperatures?
1: Uh, let's see. I did. I do not have the temperatures.
0: But So cold water, I mean, the average pool for comfort is what, 85? So you're probably, you're talking what, probably in the 50s, 60s, something like that? Yes, these
1: are women who live. I do remember, I feel like maybe they were in Maine, but I, I don't want to misspeak, but they were somewhere in Where a cold, cold region. In, okay. And, and they swam re- swim regularly. And the objective of the study was to, to determine how women felt cold water swimming affected their menstrual and perimenopausal symptoms. And I pulled out some of the results, but uh, you know, just kind of looking at the full text of this study, again, it was published, I don't think we said this in the journal, Post-Reproductive Health, it's open access. Mm-hmm. So if you go to post reproductive health, type in cold water swimming, you can find <sighs> the the, the full study. And it's just fascinating to see how the swimming improved all sorts of cognitive benefits. I, know, I'm look- I mean, it's this. hot flashes, night sweats.
0: Irritability, just- low mood, anxiety. I mean, this is this is
1: pretty Unbelievable. Pretty significant. I results. mean we're looking at
0: in, in, the, in, the, in on the 40% range of improvement on many of these things.
1: Right. So there was an online survey to, uh, to these women, 1,114 women who regularly swim in cold water. And so they just asked about their experiences, questions related to cold water swimming habits, and menstrual and perimenopausal symptoms were analyzed. Uh, and the main outcomes, frequency of menstrual and menopause symptoms and the effect of cold water on those symptoms uh, and just the benefits, improvements, notably improvements in their psychological symptoms. Yeah, I'm seeing that here. Yep. Anxiety, 46.7% improvements. Mood swings, 37.7% irritability, 37.6% improvements.
0: I mean, that's... I mean that's just listen. That's just swimming. That's just being active. It, it, specifically cold. Do you, so what do you think the cold is playing here? Like is this you know, because we've we've done some um, shows on cold. Yes, As we just mentioned we have mm-hmm. we have one on cold therapy. Um, there are benefits to that. Now that's real cold stuff. That's cold immersion stuff. Right. That's cryo uh, cryotherapy. But I, do you think it's the cold or is it just the exercise?
1: No, it's the cold. Um, because and th- there were some different mechanisms proposed by the researchers uh, with the the swimming and just being in in that exposure to that cold temperature, how it's maybe regulating the hypothalamus-pituitary axis. Uh, cold water swimming triggers cutaneous vasoconstriction, mm-hmm. okay. uh, which may counteract the vasodilation, causing some it of the perimenopausal. Symptoms such as hot flushes. So, you know, it's Night it's one of those things. Like that. Yeah. And it's the women specifically <laughs> stated that they they swam specifically to reduce their symptoms. Hmm. So it wasn't like I mean, some of them they, they swim because they like to swim in the cold, but they these women recognized that when they would they do better. this, yeah. they felt better. So they they are swimming in cold cool. water on purpose, and they feel better.
0: And there might even be some additional benefit too, right? Because we have talked about cold water therapy and cold, you know cold therapy. Right. So yeah. if you
1: live in a coastal area, go to the beach in the winter.
0: We did. I grew up in Southern California.
1: Oh, and it's um, always cold oh, there, right? Oh, it's always
0: I can, I don't can't remember the temperatures, but we that, the key thing you just we would just run right for the water and just jump right in and just get in there because you get used to it quick. Yeah. Anyways, okay, so that's cold water swimming uh, for women's health. Let's look at in number two for living foreverish. Oh, I like this one.
1: Yeah, I know you really you you looked into the study. Yeah, multivitamins.
0: Multivitamins. Um because you know it's the thing about multivitamins it's it's hard to take a multivitamin and do a study and say that there's improvement and stuff because there's so many things within that in, in that multivitamin right and so it's it's you have to collect a lot of data basically mm-hmm. a lot of support uh, for multivitamin use and and I'm, I'm happy to say that that is happening it does seem to be more and more we're seeing good reports on multi, multivitamin effect um in mm-hmm. people and this one uh, is all about um, you know uh, cognition and and you know memory and stuff like that. So, what did you find here? What did you what did you find interesting about this? one?
1: <laughs> well, um, it's th- there are several things going on in this study. Um, it was it was kind of challenging to kind of get through the weeds of it, uh, but ultimately w- the the main outcomes that that were so impressive. Were meta-analysis of of three studies, and uh, and those the the results show that there was an improvement of almost uh, equivalent to decreasing cognitive aging by about two years. Yes, pretty, it's pretty cool. In uh, in individuals who regularly took a multivitamin. Now this is a a, a study where. They're they're looking at there was a, a larger population study. Um, the purpose of that study was comparing multivitamins or a multivitamin mineral formula to cocoa extract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, to and the outcomes they were looking at were related to cardiovascular disease and cancer. But a part of that of that um, of that study, some of the individuals took. In-person neuropsychological assessments, uh, as a part of that, as a part of that larger that larger study, Cosmos so trials exactly, what yeah. um, and so about 573 individuals uh, had completed those cognitive tests at baseline, and that is what created kind of uh, researchers then starting to say, well, let's take a look at those people who completed. Since you have the baseline, yeah, why not? So what we're reporting on now is called Cosmos Clinic, and it's the third evaluation. It's the third study of individuals looking specifically at cognitive health in in that group that took the, the baseline neurological assessments. And so then they pooled the results. Yeah. From those three studies to come up with with, I guess, a, right. a broader I mean, conclusion. Yeah.
0: These findings uh, within the Cosmos trial support the benefit of a daily multivitamin preventing cognitive decline among older adults. I mean, that's a nice conclusion. Yeah.
1: yeah it's it's so simple. It's easy to do. Um, and. Why not?
0: So, but, you know, here's the thing, you know, you'll be, you know, you and I, we're, we're supplement users and takers and, um, it, uh, you know, I, we both do a decent amount of those mm-hmm. and, um, and, but we always say, I mean, our foundation begins with the multi. And, and so a lot, I just, I think there's a lot of people out there not doing a basic thing like, like a multivitamin. And it could be so powerful. Even, even you know, when people say things like, "Well, I'm eating healthier and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting all my nutrients from there," eh, maybe, yeah, it's great you're eating better, but with the food chain, soil conditions, I just think a multi is a great, great way to, to fill the gap. Yeah, yeah, right. And here's some further, um, you know, support in older people for cognitive health.
1: Yep, global cognition as well as episodic memory, kind yeah. of remembering things from the past.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, see, that's nice. Well, like most cases. Um, this was published in the American uh, Journal of Clinical Nutrition. You can check it out January 18, 2024. All right. In number three, olive oil and dementia. We have a new study that suggests regular olive oil consumption may lower the risk of dying from dementia. This was presented at the annual meeting of the American Society for Nutrition. This is part of the Nurses' Health Study, right? That was a huge, like 60,000-plus Right, pe- so
1: a, a couple of studies. So the they were, again, this is more observational research. They used uh, about 60,000 women enrolled in Nurses' Health Study and about 30,000 men enrolled in the Health Professionals Follow-Up Study. And uh, every four years in these studies, individuals responded to questionnaires about the foods they ate, including olive oil and fats. Yeah, Nice. And uh, so there were uh, about a 28-year follow-up and about 4,749 deaths from dementia. And so now you say, okay, we have this data. This is our starting information. Now we can look to see how many people... Um, or or let's look at the diet of those individuals who suffered from dementia and passed away. And what they found is um, consuming just over a half tablespoon of, of olive oil was associated with a 28% lower risk of fatal dementia compared to consuming it rarely at all. That's not much. So, I mean,
0: if you make a, make a dressing out of olive oil, you're putting more of that in, you know, on a, so daily, you know, vinaigrette with olive oil. Yeah. There you go.
1: Yeah. So and uh, to me, it's just speaks to keep keep olive oil on hand. Cook with it whenever you can. Keep it on hand. Cook whenever you can. <laughs> hey, you, like, you, you just came up with that. That's right. Nice. Uh, and but other data, uh, in addition, replacing just one teaspoon of margarine and mayonnaise with the equivalent amount of olive oil, oil per day was associated with an eight to 14 percent lower risk of dying from dementia.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the relationship exists here, regardless of overall diet quality. That's it, it, right. it's impressive.
1: So when you look at what these people were consuming, even the ones who consume not so great diets, if they regularly consumed olive oil, then they had a lower risk of dying from yeah. dementia. Yes.
0: Yeah, so the authors concluded some antioxidant compounds in olive oil can cross the blood brain barrier potentially having a direct effect on the brain. It is also possible that olive oil has an indirect effect on brain health by benefiting the cardiovascular system.
1: There we have it.
0: That's pretty cool. Get some olive oil in. Why not? I love my olive I oil. I was like,
1: man, I, I think I, I'll live for a long time. I,
0: I consume a lot of olive oil.
1: That's all that we cook with.
0: Yeah. I, olive I mean, oil. I a lot of olive oil. Plus, I eat a lot of olives, too.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's what I grew up in, being great. We snacked oh, yeah. on tomatoes and olives oh. and... Okay. And- I'm hungry,
1: Doctor Mike. Right. <laughs> oh, I love it! All right, that's the three ends. Yeah. So, olive oil, a multivitamin, cold water swimming. There you go. Okay. If you want to live forever, ish. Now,
0: if you, if, if you, but there's here's there's an out. This is what you don't want, and we've talked about these things before. I don't know about these things.
1: Are you waiting for my theme music? <laughs> we, da, da, da.
0: Um, we want to you know what's out is long term use of proton pump inhibitors, PPIs. Um, yes. It's an out, mm-hmm. in my opinion, completely. Well let me let me just yeah, tell me a, why from a clinical perspective.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: well there, there's a couple reasons. Okay. The main reason is these were formulated. To help people with severe reflux, having like issues in the esophagus, like there's something called a Barrett's esophagus that can happen from from, um, all that acid that increases risk for cancer, all that kind of stuff. It was really meant for these people and it was meant to be short term and episodic treatment. Mm -hmm. It was never meant to be a daily pill for a long time. That's one thing. All the research is short, episodic. It's not long term. All, all right. right. So there's really no long-term data. But the long-term data we're getting is simply by people using it for a long time. And now we're learning of all these things that are happening.
1: Well, I mean, is it shocking? It's it's reducing stomach acid we, production. We, so we, Here's to, the other
0: part of this. Here's just the other part that drives me crazy with this. Half the people on PPIs should have more acid. Here's the thing. If you're eating a meal and you get um, acid reflux right then, that you that is too much acid production that is what a PPI would be for mm-hmm. but there are mo- most people actually get the heartburn later when digestion is really occurring that is a sign that you could use more acid oh
1: dr mike so i'm telling you're gonna you you going to make some people
0: mad uh, no but i'm telling you there are, there are people on these on these PPIs that are on the wrong therapy <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, and, and going back to the role of the acid, we know it's needed for B12 absorption um, associated with, with low magnesium. You can't live without it.
0: <laughs> and, we're, and the PPI is really knocking it out, right? And yeah. so people have malabsorption syndromes now. And then they right. get bone issues. And now it looks like, what, brain issues.
1: Potentially, there's the association. And so I do, I don't want to over sensationalize the results of this study. It was published in uh, the journal Neurology in August of, of 2023. And uh, it, it's, I don't think there is no cause and effect here. And we have seen some intervention studies that maybe is saying, okay, they're not a problem. But to me, I am there's too many association studies. They are popping up all mm-hmm. over the place. Right.
0: We got to look at it for sure.
1: It's it's worth one you asking your doctor, "Hey, are there other options? What else can I do?" You know, the dietary changes, uh the weight management changes, things that that can potentially help to improve your digestion. Figure right. out what's problematic for you and if you're not in one of these situations where like you absolutely need it like you mentioned that the barrett's esophagus then ask your doctor for other
0: it's the pill the pill popping makes it easy because then i can still eat my pizza with italian sausage (laughs) which which has become a problem for me now i don't know what i don't know why but I, i can't eat italian sausage anymore Anyways, just, just a little side okay. note. Okay. Yeah, mark that down. Poor you. <laughs> and so the result of this, using PPIs for more than 4.4 years, was associated with a 33% increased risk of dementia later in life compared to individuals who didn't use PPIs. I, listen, observational, but at some point when the observational data continues to grow mm-hmm. for problems with PPIs, bones specifically, and now brain specifically, at some point we need to look at this in a deeper, you know, more controlled
1: trial. Right? Long term controlled trial. Yeah. Yep. And and see what's going on. Yeah. But for now, what you can do is uh is talk to your GI doctor. If if you're buying some of these, you know, they're they're over the counter. I think that's a part of the problem too.
0: Yeah. So, so here you, 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 you did. Yeah. So it's low low B12, low magnesium could be an issue here. Mm -hmm. PPIs cross the blood brain barrier and maybe there's some neurological issues there. And then they also, um, a recent study showed that they selectively inhibit the enzyme responsible for making, um, acetylcholine. (laughs) Well, there you go.
1: Yeah. And the PPIs cross the blood brain barrier.
0: If you can't make acetylcholine, that is not good yeah all right well so, hey listen
1: something to consider if, if you it, want to live forever
0: ish yeah this is and this is not listen if you're on a ppi talk to your doctor about how long you've been on it uh it, maybe it's time for us to think about other ways and start getting off this ppi um you know just have that conversation i think is what and, and that's then appropriate we, and then we need more research
1: that is appropriate.
0: Across the board. There you go. There's your three ins and outs for living forever-ish. Hey, at life uh, at liveforeverish.com, we got so many websites. (sighs) Liveforeverish.com. Go to that one. (laughs) Because you can download a bunch more podcasts and you can subscribe so you never miss a show. Comment. We love to hear from you. All that kind of good stuff. Liveforeverish.com. Now the other one. Life Extension. extension LifeExtension.com. Our sponsor... If you go there and buy whatever you want at checkout, you put in the code podcast. 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 You get 10% off, $50 or more, and free shipping and shipping. What's a shipping? Free shipping and handling. That's podcast at lifeextension.com. I'm Dr. Mike. I'm Dr. Crystal. Thanks for listening.